You're listening to. I'm Quincy. And I'm Kay. And this is a podcast where I teach Quincy a little bit about Marvel. And I teach Kay a little bit about makeup. Watch out, there are major MCU spoilers ahead. You've been warned. And today we are talking about Doctor Strange. Uh, not Mr. Doctor. Not Mr. Doctor. Not uh, Mr. Strange. It's Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. So, uh, Doctor Strange came out October 20th, 2016. Uh, it was directed by Scott Derrickson, who also co-wrote it. Um, Scott Derrickson, he did movies like direct, uh, he directed, uh, Deliver Us from Evil and When Earth Stood Still. So kind of more of like a, like a horror type director. Mm-hmm. Um, and that year, actually in 2016, a lot of other big superhero movies came out, um, like Batman versus Superman, The Suicide Squad, Deadpool, and obviously Captain America Civil War, which we spoke about in our previous two weeks. Um, so a big year for superheroes. Suicide in the Squad movies. sounds like it came earlier, not. No, it I'm came going out. Back to, I'm going back to my three-year mark, Kate. It sounds like it came back. It was like three years ago, not five years ago. Okay, things are happening for Faster Quincy now. earlier again. Got it, <laughs> got it. Well, and the funny thing is, is that the new Suicide Squad Suicide Squad movie is about to come out in our current timeline. It's about, it's going to come out in like a week or two. Um, so, yeah, so we're, we're, we're stuck in a time loop, much like... Doctor Strange mm-hmm. was at the end. Ooh, by the um, way, I like your comment about our current timeline. I love that. <laughs> well, I mean, and it becomes such a thing, which you learn about uh, kind of starting in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a quick, couple other quick things. Um, some interesting TV premieres were in 2016. Stranger Things, Westworld, This Is Us, and Fleabag were came out in 2016 i love i haven't mm, this is bad i haven't seen stranger things yet Mm. i think i i saw that it's it's interesting because like i feel like i have to be in like a particular i don't know is this for you when you watch pilots if you're like not quite in the mood i always oh no definitely definitely knowing and then i watch them and if i'm not quite in the mood i put it down and then forget about it and i remember watching stranger things and i was like hmm not for me right now and then never picked it back up oh no totally there are whole shows that i'm just like i can't handle it yet especially because so many shows now skew so dark and so mm-hmm. dramatic mm-hmm. like i love comedy and i love just like light fun joke filled comedies yeah. so i'll eat that stuff up like right away but if uh-huh. someone's just like you know there's this great show you really need to watch it and and I know it's going to be a little bit darker. I'm Dark. just like, I'm so good. have you not oh, well. seen Westworld or Fleabag? Because I've actually seen I binge season one on a like three day weekend in Joshua Tree. <laughs> like a, it was like kind of a wasn't a drug bender, but it kind of was <laughs> <laughs> binge. And those are long episodes. And then Fleabag was also like a start and stop binge, which was really good. Yeah, Fleabag, Fleabag was a start and stop for me because it was one of those things of like, oh, this is this is kind of dark, you know, like really, even though well, it was like dark comedy. Yeah, I mean, like she talks about like because kind of like the basis is like 
you know, sex, you know, sex addiction, addiction, but also like, you know, she has like her friend suicide that she's kind of like, uh, trying to deal with still. Um, yeah. And, and then Westworld, Westworld, I was kind of on board from the beginning just cause I like that sci-fi mm-hmm. stuff. And it was enough that like, there's a, enough characters and things kind of like happening that I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm still intrigued, but I did like, I didn't watch the most recent season. I have a yeah. watch. I tried to start watching it, but I was just like, okay, this is still okay. Yeah, I was like, I'm good for a little bit on this. Yeah, I think season two for me was a little. Uh, it, I think they go. Have you seen season two? The started. Yeah. It? Yes. I think they go like to the outside world, and I really didn't right. like that. I was like, yeah. no, stay inside. Even though they <laughs> Westworld spoiler destroyed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and. And then it got to the point where it's like, I mean, we're not talking about Westworld, but like they had a whole thing with like timelines and, and yeah. then it got confusing. So, yeah. So, but maybe, yeah. you know, again, down the line in a in a weekend where just like there's nothing else, you know, maybe I'll put it on. It. What a yeah, great year yeah. for movies and TV. Yeah. 2016. TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but now let's go ahead and dive into Doctor Strange um, starring Benedict Cumberbatch. Um and, you know, who I mainly learned from uh, as being Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes in the BBC drama. And so I really loved him from that, was really looking forward him to seeing him in this. Uh, Quincy, just off the top, what is your take of Doctor Strange? I know you have thoughts. Uh, speaking to Benedict, uh, and I didn't know Rachel McAdams was going to be in this movie. Yes, I Rachel McAdams. Bugging, love her. Regina uh, George. Talking, yes, she and then she was in the new Eurovision with well uh right, Will, with, Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Yes. She's so like I think she's seriously underrated as a comedy Very. queen um and I think she oftentimes unfortunately gets I love that we're burying the lead to what's probably going to be the hot topic of this episode just so I can praise Rachel McAdams. Um <laughs> uh she uh I watched it and, you know, I think because of Notebook, she's kind of relegated to the the heartbroken girlfriend and yeah. she obviously can do so much more. And I was like, I would love to see Rachel McAdams. Kick some ass. Be- yes. Yeah. I hope totally. so. I hope that storyline comes through. Oops, sorry. Dropped a makeup, make, make, makeup brush. Um, I hope that storyline comes through because like she's so phenomenal as an actress. I think she is cast in the second one. Um, which is going to come out March of next year. And I think also, I probably should look this up, but I think the character that she plays is an MCU character. So, I mean, it's like a a character that has a deeper story and gets more involved. I just don't want her to be another Pepper Potts. Mm. We already have one. I mean, she's obviously brilliant and smart because she's a surgeon. She's a doctor, yeah. She, you know, it's Doctor Strange's like go-to person that he absolutely trusts. But I want to see Rachel McAdams kick some ass and not just be the boy, the man's girlfriend. Agreed, agreed. Yeah, and I agree that she's very underrated as an actress. What's interesting is she actually had a little bit of action in one of, funnily enough, one of the Sherlock Holmes's movies yeah, that I she remember. was a Don- Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. 
which is so funny because it's like Benedict Cumberbatch played Sherlock and Robert Downey Jr. played Tony Stark and Doctor Strange is kind of played, a con- like the girlfriend in that movie too. Well, no, she was she was kind of like the female love interest for a second, but she also kind of had her own. She kind of had her own uh, mission. So she so a girlfriend she, without the title. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, she she had she had she definitely did more she she, okay. she had some action where she was like she was like you know had some knife wielding type action in that movie do you do you remember i didn't watch, watch it okay the way you described it sounded so anticlimactic like, knife wielding like, like she wielded it it made, it made it sound like she was wielding a butter knife <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, in that era, like, you know, women had to, like, pull knives out of, like, their skirts or whatever, their hair. So it was always, like, very small. Yeah. Um, It was a dagger. I think she was also, I think she was also a thief in that movie. I think she also stole stuff. Yeah. So she was kind of like a rogue. A klepto. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Pickpocket. Um, And yeah. So, so, okay. So, yes. Rachel McAdams. Yes. I wanted to see her. Uh, underrated, underused in this mm-hmm. movie. Would love to see more of her um, in the in the MCU overall. Um, but overall, in general, what were your main thoughts about the movie? Um, I guess the guest star of this podcast is this makeup brush. <laughs> I am emphatically using it. Uh, I, I I texted you a third yes. way through the movie, and I was like, "Okay, I am having a hard time watching this movie." because around the third mark was when Dr. Strange goes to, to not Tibet. What's the Kathmandu? Uh, like, it's like called Kamatosh. Oh, but I think he mentions later on, like it's in the country of Kathmandu or something. Yeah. Kam- it's like, Kam- like Kam- Kamataj. Kam- yeah. It's like uh, in the Himalayas, I think. Okay. So I am so sad because he goes East. Yes. And you know, there's, uh, you know, it's the East, not mm-hmm. back East. It's the East. And you can tell it's an East with a capital E as in the mystical East, as in the Oriental East. Yes. And he goes and other BIPOC people help him get there, which like, well, Pangborn, I don't know if he is Latinx or not, but he, you know, he's just a darker skinned fellow. And then Mauro. M- Mordor. Mordor. Mordor comes. Yeah. Oh, Benjamin, Benjamin Bratt's character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yes, guy who, Lennox, who, yes. who went before. Yes. And I'm like, these guys literally help him find the way. Mm-hmm. And it's a white lady. And yes. I love Tilda. Yes. She's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I love her. And I would just was like sad because it was such a missed opportunity to cast an Asian person, uh, maybe a South Asian person. Yes. And you you're seeing this country that is obviously Asian. And then even the martial arts of it all like looks, I don't know if it's Tai Chi or not, but it looks like an Eastern practice. And then to have a white cast, I don't know the two leads be white. And then like they're in Asia and it's two white people. And unfortunately it's like the two whitest people. (laughs) And it just was sad. It was sad. I mean, even if they cast, a different co- person of color, just like the missed opportunity. I I agree. And and here's the thing. Uh, do you remember when this movie first came out, we did a show yes. that was kind of pointing that out. It was like yes. opening night of Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. And it was like 
tongue in cheek celebrating Asian achievement because, mm-hmm. you know, here's a, a movie coming out where you would think there would be an Asian lead or some type of Asian main character in the ancient one. Um, and, and it wasn't. It was Tilda. And listen, um, I, you know, I knew about this uh, before I watched the movie. Um and I came with it with an open mind. I'm just, it was just sad. It was a opportunity. And I know from what I understand that the decision to cast Tilda was because they did not want to uh, stereotype an Asian person right, by right. doing the Fu Manchu stereotype. Yes. My, my solution to that is then don't make him a stereotype. Right. Right. Like don't play full... into the type, but feel yeah. free to cast a person exactly. of color. Um, yeah. Don't have him have a long, wispy beard, like look like Mulan's dad, like have him in a shroud of robes, like give him a full character art, give him costumes that like none of the Marvel costumes look, I think, like, you know, specifically to one kind of origin that like, right. plays into a type like just don't do that then like yeah. treat him like a real person. Um, so again, and I think, I don't know if we've talked about this, but again, I think this is just a larger thing is like, I think that's why it's important to have up at the top people of color at the table when these conversations are having, are, are, are um, having being shared um, so that it, these things don't happen. True. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. And and I think the thing is, is that, you know, this is beginning of beginning of phase three. So they they were already established. Marvel was pretty already established, but I feel like they were still getting into taking risks themselves Um, because I feel like I feel like they they in order to shy away from doing a stereotype for the ancient one who in the comics i believe is actually an asian man an, an actual you know fu manchu type and they wanted they didn't want to play into that type because they didn't want to uh, you know kind of shine how kind of problematic that character was back when it first came out but i feel i agree with you that like they then then why not make it like an Asian woman? Why not make it a Southeast Asian woman? Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, but I think at that point, they just still, they didn't have the confidence in themselves of like how to deal with that. And but do it again, that's like that bring, put, put a person of color at the table. Exactly. Because I think you have then a blind spot as to what kind of solutions you can come up with because you only know what you know if you don't know. And also, you know, we, uh, we, as in like Hollywood tends to lump all Asians as one thing, one country. And it's actually, you know, as you know, very diverse and different in terms of cultural specifics. And like you said, Southeast Asian would have been wonderful. South Asian, you know, maybe even, I don't know if Middle Eastern. Yeah. Even that would have been okay. Or uh, someone from Mena. I don't know if I'm using that right, but yeah, you know. And 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 I agree that like again, they were. I feel like they still just didn't have the what is like the confidence or like the just like the forethought to do it in that way. Because for me, what's interesting is like okay, Scott Derrickson. He's a horror director, right? Um, So they they were definitely trying to like manage that uh part of the story with 
introducing the multiverse, introducing all this mystical stuff, having a very new kind of like filmmaky style in order to, you know, show this new kind of fighting style that, you know, Doctor Strange has the ability to, which which I do think was one of the film's most biggest success was, you know, using those visual plane. elements. Yes, uh-huh. the astral plane. That was a really the, cool way to the, distinguish that. Like the, the mystical, use the use of the magic, the the... Uh, the the different realms and showing how the multi, you know showing the multiverse and how like you know that whole explanation where Tilda has the the speech where she's just like open your mind open mm-hmm. your eye and you know and then he's kind of like floating through all these different dimensions like I would have been pissed if I had to ride that ride <laughs> <laughs> I would have been pissed <laughs> I mean and it was I mean it was pretty scary so like yeah. at that time you know and the the shot with like his hand with all little hands growing all his fingers and little Which hands so growing on all those, those fingers. Hands, when those hands are plastic on a comedy show, it's hilarious. But then when they're <laughs> real hands, you're like, oh, this is creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So in that sense, they they were successful. And I think they were focusing. It's similar to kind of like First Avenger, Captain America. I felt like the focus was so much on establishing all of that information and all yeah. of that uh, that that kind of like foundation for what was going to come later that the yeah the other part of kind of like let's really ground like this mysticism in in kind of a you know multicultural um aesthetic was was missed it was almost like they were focusing so much on the multiverse of it that they weren't they didn't see that they could have also grounded it in like the multiculturalism of it. See, but I don't, I disagree. I will push back on that. I understand where you're saying from. It's essentially like they had such a big, uh, multiple plates to juggle. And it was such a huge thing, but I'm like, this is not like an indie company that's making this, you know, this is a very large studio with a lot of money with huge financial success. Mm -hmm. Right. So, like resources, obviously, based on this movie alone is not an issue. Right. Right. And so I think, and that's where I'm like, you know, again, that's why it's important to have people of diverse backgrounds at the table when you're bringing a creative project to life so that, you know, and, and, and I will say it was just overlooked maybe. Yeah. Right. But again, that's why you need those different viewpoints to say, hey, I think maybe we could look, re-examine, re-look at this because with how movies are made, especially with movies that are, you know, and I'm not privy to all the intricacies, but like these movies go through, I'm guessing, multiple people. True. To get approved. Yeah. yeah. And I just, and the the casting, like the stakes are so high for this, especially Mm -hmm. because of the fans and the following. And so I, I don't think... Like, while, yes, it's like the focus was on that, but why is that more important than something like this when who knows what the demographics are for your, the audience? Right. Well, I, I, I agree. And, and I guess my my point in terms of like of like of a, like see, trying to see how that could have happened and mm-hmm. how it probably did because it happened like, you know, they're Tilda Swinton is the ancient one in this movie that 
the, I feel like it was just like at that point, it was still a blind spot for them. Like, that's I feel what I mean, like, and that's why it's important. Like, yeah, we need yeah. to learn. We need to see this as an example and what or yeah. whatever went down. Um, they need to learn from this or, so that it, you know, blind spot, but also kind of like a thing of like they they still didn't feel comfortable enough to take those risks, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like like them recasting Ancient One as Tilda Swinton was like you know, a choice that made them feel comfortable versus let's try to ground this in like, in really like understanding a cult multicultural, uh, uh, in a multicultural aesthetic. Because when I was thinking about it, like that speech where she has, where she's like trying to convince him and she's like flipping through that book and it's just like, have you seen this before? Have you seen this before? And it's like, I think one of the, the things it's like chakras, right? Like one of the Mm -hmm. images and they were more, they were more based in like, you know, spiritualism than they were like science. And that's why he was being like, like rude. Um, I think the idea of like, if you had had someone as a person of color in that role, you could have dug into the fact of like spiritualism, science, magic. They're all kind of interrelated because mm-hmm. they're all ways that humanity has tried to um you know discover the un make the unknown the known. unknown known uh-huh. yeah so yeah so if you if you were to have a like a multicultural point of view of that you're just like it's all the same you know christianity buddhism hinduism it's all science magic it's all interconnected in a way and then that way but the, again that's like that's kind of a major thing I, to like, you lost me there what if you had a person of color, it would have it would have allowed you to kind of like make those connections between like worldwide religions. I see. Uh-huh. And science and uh-huh. magic and have that have kind of like the mysticism. Yeah. Kind of grounded in like real world sp- spirituality. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I see. So you're saying it's another missed opportunity. Yeah, it just it would have made it would have made the mysticism feel feel like deeper. Yeah, I feel like yeah, it just isn't just like horoscopes. Not that there's anything wrong with horoscopes because I love horoscopes. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm and and just like a way to point out like because it definitely there was like this sense of just like here's this this kind of like uh, westerner coming in and he doesn't really have respect for these kind of more spiritual eastern. Um, you know, teachings. And so, but the, the thing is, it's like, it's not like they dive into like, here's a, here, here are yeah. like legit Eastern mm-hmm, teachings. Mm-hmm, They're mm-hmm. just like, oh, you're a Westerner. The Eastern stuff, spirituality stuff doesn't, you know, uh, you don't respect that. I'm going to, I'm going to literally open your, your eye, which, you know, which is related to like, like Hinduism, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't and, even and, catch that, but you are right. Yeah. And okay. so like and then and then he sees it all. So like, you know, you literally have like, you know, yeah, multiple, a white lady yeah. using like Indian yeah. religion to reference opening his experience. Third eye. The third eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so yeah, so but I again like I feel like that 
and I, I have seen like articles where I haven't read the whole article, but it's just like Kevin Feige admits there there were missteps with casting of Tilda Swinton. So I feel like even it, it, I think it's a, just the thing of the industry of just like even at that point they had all the resources they had such an established, but they still because of the way things have always been done in this industry, like yeah. they still hadn't taken that extra step, that es- extra risk to be like let's really rope in like some a a point of view that can really turn this on its Mm -hmm. head you know Mm -hmm. which i think they are doing a lot more now especially with you know i mean we haven't gotten there yet and we won't get there for a while but falcon and winter soldier like Mm. after that 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 i I can't wait for you to watch that because they really they talk about a, a a new point you know new point of views and and then widening because I think that's what, what we want now, too, is like yeah. we've seen these stories. So it's like what kind of different perspectives can you bring um, yeah. to share? Because um, I think that's what's interesting, right? Because if we tell the same story over and over again, it's very mundane and uninteresting. Yeah. And, you know, oh, and it was getting so deep today. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's kind of what, you know, they Marvel kind of you have those anti superhero, anti franchise type you know, uh, filmmakers who are just like, you know, these are, you know, sh- these movies are horrible. <laughs> like they, they have this, this, this kind of like burning rage against them just because they, they have that feeling of like, they're all the same and they're all these same similar stories and they're all kind of sit- told from the same point of view, which, you know, in this case, it's kind of valid. Yeah. Um, but, but again, it's like, you know, it's a whole universe there's going to be there's going to be ones that are there's going to be civil war and there's also going to be doctor strange and there's Mm going to be um you know ultron and there's going to be captain america first avenger um so it's a wide it's a wide expanse um i will say though watching this a second time the fact that they do introduce the multiverse that kind of did go over my head the first time because they were uh-huh. like it, and and that's the thing too that's they were really having to dig into like there's a multiverse there's different dimensions there's mystic arts and so i think that's also where their headspace was of like okay yeah. we really have to like establish all this information um and then like you know the time stone that's kind of a major introduction another mm-hmm. infinity stone um and yeah and just trying to lay that foundation um and and like i will say that when it came to the visuals, when it came to that, that, that last scene, that big action scene with like, you know, Uh them time standing still and then things rewinding and then them kind of like breaking out of it and then fighting among things rewinding. Like I was like, okay. I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is cool. Um, Yeah. You know, can I say where I laughed? It was not a joke line, but I laughed was (laughs) I forget who said it, but someone goes, and earth will be mine or someone's or something that or like earth will be like my crown jewel and i'm like who want <laughs> us i like laughed and i'm like y'all haven't done your research because we're a mess because <laughs> you know by this point this is like the fifth baddie being like earth will be mine and i'm uh, like you know guys we're a mess here unless like <laughs> earth is secretly an infinity stone in and of itself like i don't know if you visited but 
we we're a mess. <laughs> uh, uh, that's that's interesting. Where did yeah? Where did all these um. Uh, omnip- omnipotent beings get the idea that Earth was so badass and so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't know. It's like it's like the girl in high school who's like super popular, and you look back and you're like, I don't even know if she knew why she was so popular. You know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's I maybe it's that thing of just like everyone keeps hearing of this Earth, and everyone's just like, oh, this maybe. Earth is that's so cool, a, that's hilarious, and 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 none of them have ever actually been there. They just I've all heard about it, yeah. And so when they're like, oh, we need funny. to conquer a place, they're like, let's get to that Earth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's funny yeah. though. I, yeah, I just was like, no, you sillies, no. <laughs> um, the, the only other thing too with Hong Kong, to it being set in Hong Kong, and I know they probably couldn't do New York again because. You know, they just saved New York. I was yeah. like, man, this is also weird. Just them saving another non-white country. <laughs> and I guess I didn't notice it for the uh, Slovakia. Am I saying that right? Oh, uh, Sokovia. Sokovia. Um, because it's like Eastern European. Eastern so European. So yeah, but like POC. you know, I don't know if are is Eastern Europeans considered. Regardless, it was just like also a little weird again than to be like, we saved China. <laughs> coming up, uh, coming up in here having dimensional battles and these people just, you know, want to sell their market food. Yeah. Um, yeah. The food was great, though. When that, that food money shot, when it's frozen, he's doing syrup. <laughs> I was like, yeah, looks so good. Give me some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I it was great. Uh, I also loved I wanted to point out the cloak of levitation, mostly mm-hmm. because I was like, was this inspired by Aladdin's carpet? Because this gives, gives me magic carpet vibes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It does. And I mean, it definitely has, you know, magic fabric type mm-hmm. tendencies because it's also a flying piece of fabric. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I get it, you know, definitely. I would say like the probably the special effects and the movement yeah. of it are very much inspired yeah. by it. Um, I wanted to see if you ca- caught the roadie reference, the uh, to the reference to Rhodes to Don Cheadle's character Can when he's driving it? in the car. So when uh, Doc, when uh, Strange is driving in the car and he's on the phone and someone's like giving him pitching him different cases, uh-huh. and he was like. They're like, oh, we have a, you know, uh, whatever his, you know. Yes. I wondered. I wondered. I wondered if that was wearing the armor. Yeah. 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 Was that him? The one with the crushed legs or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. First or second one he pitched. Yes. Yes. And he was like, it's never. Yeah. I wondered. I was like, I wondered if that was him. Yeah. 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 So, you know, the interconnectedness Uh is is still there. Uh Um, And then and then um, uh, one thing. That was kind of a funny thing. That's more of like an insider joke, but the the Wi-Fi password Sham- Shambhala. That was great. Uh huh. Yeah, that's like a that's like a mantra that he uses that he uses like in the comics, but they're like instead they kind Doctor of, Strange uses yeah. in the com- oh that's cool that's yeah a cool little Easter egg like, yeah yeah so that was a I wasn't sure if you knew about that yeah um, no that's cool and yeah and I and I do agree you know they're um you know when they're in they're they're in the the training center it's very much like a like a martial arts inspired like Hogwarts yeah for adults um I, I thought Benedict Wong was super fun 
Um, but again, even then, like he, you could say he was playing someone very archetypical, you know, the strong, silent type. And that's a thing that also happens with a lot of Asian characters where they're like quiet and very strong Mm -hmm. and they don't get much lines. And I know part of it was like the payoff for him laughing at the end. Um, you know, and then like, at the end, like you didn't even see him die, but you saw him die. Like, you know, when they're reverse time and like, oh, he right, right, right. And I was like, oh, of course he died. Like, you know, and I learned that term is that term is fridging when you like kill off. Right. To, character uh, to create like an emotional stake for like the lead. Yes. And it was just that would just again was like missed. And I wish, you know, there are plenty of actors here and abroad who are martial artists who could have really brought like a whole new level to this of men or women who Mm. could have, you know, I think really elevated again, Tilda was great. I think she did a phenomenal job. I loved her ending monologue went before she passes. It was absolutely beautiful, but it just made me sad because it was a missed opportunity. Yeah. To have that more authentic kind of like feel, feel grounded in like, the and all the kind of the cultural references that mm-hmm. were they were making mm-hmm. um yeah uh, you know but again you know, very very interesting movie i wish there I were really some do. more jokes because they had some great jokes in there um, yeah. and i was like oh there wish i well you know i i'm glad that i got to the end credits and i okay. saw the little review with reveal with mordo mordor mm-hmm, mordo. sounds like a very um hobbit name <laughs> i mean um, it is it is oh is it he hey, uh, more 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 door he's his name is more m-o-r-d-o and and Mordor m-o-d-o-r is the lord of the rings oh mordo okay more uh him i remember when he leaves i was like oh also just he just had such an interesting story that we never yes. got to hear so then in the end credit when you see him and this is like essentially his or his villain origin story. Mm-hmm. It seems like I was like, oh, this is very interesting and fun. Yeah. Yeah. And and that is kind of like, you know, kind of the the flip positive side to kind of like, um, you know, even though he, you know, he is a very interesting character. He is, you know, a, a, a friend in this movie. But, you know, they're hinting at him becoming an enemy. Um the fact that he doesn't get as much t- shine in this, you do know since this is a universe, he probably will come back and you'll be able to dig deeper into his character. Um, and there's potential for that. Yeah. Can we talk about the baddie in this? Sure. Dormammu or and Mads Mil- Mikkelsen or as they call him, Cassilius. Uh, Dormammu kind of looked like Thanos. Uh, uh-huh. Cassilius... To me, felt like, interestingly enough, he was definitely a badass, felt more like a henchman, like a very lead henchman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and secondly, makeup was on point for the baddies, but also in the spirit of our podcast, it also looked like they had gotten broken up with and had mascara <laughs> streaming down their face. <laughs> they, they were breaking off with the, the ancient one and mm. her way of doing yep, things. Yep, yep, yep. And it was just, <laughs> um, yeah, and I was like, y'all need to put some moisturizer and get that smeared <laughs> mascara off your eyes. I mean, yeah, talk about Fleabag. That was her whole poster, like having the, mas- the mascara oh, yeah, yeah, running. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, it was definitely... An interesting look to make them look evil. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I love to, um, you know, when Dr. Strange does save the world, uh, mm-hmm. I did appreciate that time warp because I was like, man, how are they going to make this work with this like arrogant guy saving the world? Yes. And very it, similar to Tony Stark. Yeah. yeah. It felt like it was nice to know that like that time jump, that time loop. He it felt like it was something he only he would have really thought of. Which yeah. like I appreciated versus it was it was like, oh, of course he just saves us. I, Cause I was I was like, I wanted to know what that twist was. Yeah, yeah. And it, it definitely, you know, because he is so dissimilar to Tony and like his attitude and is kind of a bit of a narcissist, um, and you know, egotistical, it kind of did show how he's different in the terms of like he was strategic in the way that he uh, you know, uh, battled the baddie who wasn't just trying to like you know bomb him or like shoot him up it was uh you know playing with his his mystical you know you know playing with his his mystical knowledge that he you know studied so he spent his time you know reading books <laughs> to learn how to do uh his magic um so yeah, um, just another a couple other things to mention. Stanley's cameo in the bus uh, that was fun. Wait, really quick. Okay, so is the today's lesson: read books, kids. <laughs> <laughs> read, ma- read magic books. <laughs> Sorry, that was my cat pushing my water bottle. That's funny. <laughs> read tomes. Yeah, which is you know it's another funny thing because it's like how I mean if they had made even Doctor Strange a little bit more, like, Asian. <laughs> it's, like, very Asian, like, reading a bunch of books, like, studying up. Like, yeah, yeah, I wondered that, too, because I was like, man, what if, you know, if we're going by stereotypes here, like, what if Doctor Strange was an Asian man, right? And, like... A doctor, yeah, I mean... Yeah. I, it's, it's so funny when you're thinking about stereotypes, because it's, like, you, there's no type for white people, like Caucasians, well, any they're, type they're told it's they're everything. Is any, yeah. So, but but the idea of having to them play into any specific characteristic, they they never have the have to deal with like that, like the struggle of well, because you know they're all seen as indi- like white folk are seen as individuals, whereas we're seen as representative, different, of yeah. And so it, it's such a struggle to be like. Are we playing into a type? Are we not playing a type? Or can they just have that characteristic? You know? I think, you know, we there was something with there's casting. I in college, I was auditioning for this play. And I remember the senior came up to me and was like, Oh, you're auditioning. I had gotten a call back and mm-hmm. I was really excited. It was a dark comedy, pterodactyls by Nikki Silvery, I think. And there's a daughter in this scene um, who is a hypochondriac. It's like a fucked up family. And he, a senior came up to me and was like, oh, you're not going to be in this. This is a white family. And I just remember being devastated because there was nothing I could do about that. Yeah. And somehow I told my professor and, you know, she's white. And she was she looked at me and was like, no, 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 no. And she was like. There are wasps because it's a wasp family, mm-hmm. a wealthy wasp family. And she was like, there are plenty of wasp wealthy families who adopt Asian children. Right. Like so. And she and and when she said that, I was like, oh, that's how you can use. Color 
to mm-hmm. elevate a story, give stakes to a story. Like I think, you know, we talked about Captain America. Like if we had made, if he had been black in that area era, like we wouldn't have, there would be no need to like make him small and skinny. Right. Cause mm-hmm. like, cause he already who, had that. Who he is adds a, a different layer to the storytelling with yeah. us, without us having to explain so much. Right. Yeah. And so I think there are ways to use some use those stereotypes to then break or bend expectations. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess my, my point too is like, do we always have to do that? Can it just be like a person of color and it's just, we're not, we're not, none of that layer needs, even though that layer is going to be there. Like, yeah, I think does that necessarily need, need to be the, the, one of the main, causes and yeah. catalysts behind i agree i, it, I understand I mean, what you're saying where like we too can be a blank slate and we are yeah. just people and like yeah i think i think it it, it does not have every every trait mean something you know yeah 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 i understand what you're saying i think so i think you know i think i think for us that's the world we live in yeah right right i don't see you as like asian woman Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't see my friends as like their race first. Um, but I think, you know, that's all a boulder. We're all slowly trying to. Push. Yeah. And like you said, it's, you know, the creators, the people who are in the power of making these things, how what perspective they're coming from, which allows us to either or they're you know, who they're exposed to. Right. Because being around different people will expose you to different things. Yeah. And help you normalize the kind of diverse, the the right the, normalize diverseness being normal or like, yeah, what diversity even means. Like, yeah, I look at my friends and it's like in the lens of the world, it's a very diverse group of friends, but I'm not sitting here being like, my friends are so diverse. <laughs> like these are <laughs> just, just my people. Friends. You, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I think this is a great uh, way to address and, and talk about this movie. Um, I, I will say one last thing, Chiwetel, Chiwetel Ejiofor, I hope to see him more. I've always enjoyed his acting. I thought he was very strong in this. Um, and I look forward. I always, you know, so much has happened since then. I'm always just like, yeah, when is he coming back? I, I need to see more of him, more mortal. Um, and then, and yeah, just the the beginning of, of seeing more of the mysticism, the multiverse, the mystical quantum all of that <gasps> kind of like ooh, uh, uh sparkly dimensional stuff um was very I cool just to watch had a dimensional breakthrough timeout uh-huh. in the end scene when dr strange is with thor. thor yes and he's refilling his beer uh-huh is that him doing the reverse time thing over and over again no, it's not because then Thor would have spit it back up. Oh, I just or is it? Oh, I had it and then I lost it. <laughs> but that's him doing a, that. Yeah, I think it's just him just doing a trick, like him just you know, I you know, endless bottom bottomless beer, bottomless beer mug. Yeah, for what Thor. a cool parlor trick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a way to steal my heart if I were still in my 
teens. <laughs> Wink. <laughs> okay, well, that uh, wraps it up for the Marvel side of our podcast for today. So we're going to ha- go ahead and transition to our stretch and share. I you believe will. it's this week for me to choose a stretch. And let's just do more neck stuff because Ooh, my yes. neck was very, uh, I had a bit of a knot in my neck this week. Um, Mm -hmm. So let's do some next stuff. And do you want to go ahead and share something? Sure. What do I want to share? What do I want to share? Oh, we do this every podcast. I know. I know. (laughs) And I always am like, I'm going to pin this for the thing I'm going to share. I don't know. I guess I have like a nice conversation with a random lady in my neighborhood this morning. It was really nice. Yeah. I've never seen her around, but you know, my neighborhood it's not like i see like regulars um Mm -hmm. but she had a dog and we had a very nice conversation and she told me i believe her but it was so funny because she was very passionate she was she said that the sidewalk is concrete poison for our dogs (laughs) concrete poison like if they eat it no just like the fact that dogs like us need to be like in nature around nature and like the food we feed them because it's kibble like it's all processed and like you know they need to be around dirt and stuff um she was very passionate and then when i had to go because part of the reason i ran into her was with my dog sometimes when i see other dogs i just go into the street to like avoid the whole like dog stuff because some people you know aren't good with their dogs and like, will let their dogs run up on my dog or my dog's being an asshole. So I just want to like avoid. And she was just like, <laughs> I forget what she said, but she was like, Hey, and if you're, you know, I understand if you, you know, you want to go around, but just cross the street because the devil smells fear and <laughs> you don't want to let him win. <laughs> so she was like, just cross the street. Don't go around. Cause you, and I was like, yes, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> neighbors yeah how about you um well my share this week is actually a little bit makeup related um, because i still have this kind of like dry patch happening Mm -hmm. underneath my left eye um and so i think i'm gonna start looking into an eye cream um, oh, cool. uh-huh. which I know we, we plan to discuss at some point on the podcast, but I also read that there are some home remedies that you can use. And I don't know if what, if you have any opinions on home remedies, but one of the ones I read was like honey, mm-hmm. like putting honey on it and leaving it overnight, mm-hmm. um, or avocado or, um, cold pressed olive oil. Interesting. Um, and then also like cucumber uh cucumbers yes cucumbers are also in korean dramas when they're like doing a face day they'll like cut up sliced cucumbers and put them on your face the whole face not just the eyes i've seen them on the eyes in movies Um, all in koreans will put them all over the face okay um if you go to the korean spa if you get a um a massage or a scrub they'll do some of some places will do a free cucumber mask okay um i none of the products you've said those are all natural products that you do see in um beauty beauty products um Uh honey like has amazing properties uh and it makes sense with avocado and oil because i'm guessing with like the oil they're trying to um, moisturize, really moisturize that area. Um, so that makes sense. I think 
you know, I don't know anything about it because I haven't read it. I would, you sh- did you want to like experiment and report back? Yeah, that that's so that's kind of what I'm cool. going to do. Um, hopefully between now and the next time we meet, try yeah. it if, a few things and just see, see what works. Yeah. Cause and if you have a, if you need a few recommendations for eye cream, I'm happy to share. Okay. Yeah. 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 We'll, uh, we'll talk about that offline as they cool. say um and maybe and maybe when we do eye cream in an episode i can talk about my whole journey with whatever i end up mm-hmm. settling on um cool um so let's go ahead and transition into the makeup portion Yay. today we are doing bronzer no we're doing contouring oh we're doing contouring <laughs> is, is bronzer not a contouring? bronzer is a little bit different okay um, so i did some poking around on the internet see i'm AKA already learning james walsh's youtube video he's lovely I, lo- I adore his makeup videos they're very fun and cute um He's a British-based professional makeup artist, and he does okay. YouTube videos. Cool. And now I think he's on TikTok. So one of the things I learned, to, I also learned, was in terms of contouring. Right now, I think, like, I think maybe it's a little phased out. And I feel like maybe Kim Kardashian gets the credit, but she probably doesn't deserve it. Like they, they, I think, really brought in like contouring. And what contouring really is, it's about giving dimension to your face right okay. so you're using a dark color to create like uh to emphasize kind of like the shadows on your face to give okay. it like bone structure and then you're using a lighter color your highlighter to uh create like a pseudo light like see how there's uh you know a, a spot on my forehead where the light hits you can see how the cheekbone my cheekbones are lit because so you're using makeup to kind of create this natural so to speak look on your face to bring you know shapes to my okay to my face hence contouring okay first question Mm. when you contour are you also is this a replacement for like blush since it sounds like it's in the same spot no it's not um because your blush depending on where it goes is not going in the same place and one of the things he distinguished in his 101 video is Um, And this is also one, he's a professional makeup artist. So one professional makeup artist's opinion, the contour colors that he uses actually tends to be more gray. I think if you go online, you'll see a lot of people using browns or like darker foundation. And his Uh whole point is if you're creating like a very natural look, you're creating a shadow, right? So it should be gray like shadow and not brown or like orange because then when you go out in the sunlight and you put your foundation on you might just look brown or orange right because okay. you're you're trying to you know it's it's on a nap you don't have orange shadow mm. um so i was going to use my um con- uh, la, 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 my um contour palette but instead i've opted to try to use um, eyeshadow because I think this is actually closer to um, what shadow would what color shadow would look like. Okay. Um, for the sake of the demo, since we're still on Zoom, I'm going to use the deep brown just so you can see. Since okay. It, it might be harder to see. I did apply half of it on my face on this side of my face using like the natural look. I don't know if you can see it. Um, 
So my left side doesn't have any contouring. It might just be my lighting's not great in here too. Um, what I did was I created, um, I highlighted my cheekbones. Okay. I contoured my, um, my cheeks okay. um, and I contoured my eyes here. And I think you can kind of see it's very subtle. When you say contour, it's just that's applying the color, the darker shade here. So if you notice here, see how the sun hits my the light hits my left cheek and it's just kind of like one yeah. smooth round cheek. But I think it might be my left. But do you see how when you look at the right side, there's like there's dimension to my right side yeah it does look like there's lighter there's shape there's a shape to my face right like there's the cheekbones come in come out this is a little bit in right okay i'll show you I'll, and i'm gonna use a darker color just to demonstrate um so when you apply and we're just gonna do like the cheeks today uh -huh. um we won't do anything else and then if we have time we can do eyes because then you can contour your nose to look wider or thinner. You can contour your chin, your forehead. Huh. Um, so I'm going to use the darker color first to go in. Um, what you want to do is you take your contour for your cheek. Uh, see how the tip of your ear is right here and it creates like a line right here to your like below your temple. Uh -huh. You'll create a line from here down to your face, but you don't want to bring the 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 shading down to your lip right because that just looks kind of strange so okay. what you want to measure is like the pupil of your eye so it comes like here for me right to like the outside of your pupil yes so i'm gonna along well, the line from yes. the top of your ear if it following were like hairline yeah, right here okay so i'm gonna use a darker color Okay, and you're just brushing it in kind of like a downward motion uh -huh. towards your mouth. Oh, and the way you want to catch shadow and light is if you want to see light, tilt your head up. And these are all the different places I could potentially highlight, right? If you want to look at the shadows, you tuck your chin and like look around okay. and see how this creates a shadow right here. So this is where I, I know I can place my shadow. Mm. And I think with this technique, you're doing it to what works for your face and not what someone is saying you need to place on your face. Yeah. And you'll be tilting. So here you can see there's like this area here, right? Uh-huh. Yep. Can you see the application? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So, okay. Yeah. I'm seeing it. And then do you see how it, it's creating like a natural shadow here. Yeah. Yeah. It, so it's automatically now, making what's above it look lighter because it's yes. darker. And do you also see how it's like creating that, like emphasizing my cheekbones, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's making the top part pop more yes. because it's darker. Yeah. And so when the light hits the, the top part, yeah. It, 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 there's more of a contrast. Yeah. So I use this brush to apply it. And then again, we're using our big fluffy brush to buff it out. And don't do like line swipes. You want to use circular motion. Yeah. Okay. To buff it out. To buff it. I'm, and I'm, I'm still, I'm still struggling with buffing because to mm -hmm. me, 
it feels like it's just moving the the stuff around. Yeah, buffing is diffusing. So you're going like this. If there was like sand on my hand like this or a powder, I would be, and it was like in a mound here. If I buffed it, you're gently diffusing oh. the area it covers, right? And And how can you tell it's been diffused? Because you'll see now... Okay, like the line isn't there anymore. And uh, now when you look at my face, it looks more like there there is a shadow there, but there's no like, oh, she put brown stuff on her face. Okay, so it looks like it's it looks like it's covering more of an area than it is like a like an angle. Yeah, like you can't see the application. Okay, Hmm. like the line, the harshness of the lines are gone. Okay. Okay. So do you see now there is a shadow, even though I have my cheek up to the light, there is a bit of a shadow here and it's creating contouring on my face. Okay. Huh. So then, oh man, the thing is, it's so subtle. (laughs) It's so subtle. It's so difficult to be like, I see it now, you know, Mm -hmm. but I, I think since I did see you apply it, I do see the difference now between when you first started. Yeah. Cause before it just looked like around yeah, it was Rice all kind of like right? the same shade. Yeah, it was just round, and now there's a little bit of shape to it. Um, yeah, maybe I should have done it with my other contouring kit so you could see the stark difference. Well, um, I have... So I have what you were saying, like the darker colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think those I? are going to work. Yeah, and then let's, let me just finish the cheek highlight, okay. and then we'll walk you through it. So then again, we want to do the cheek here right i'm looking to see and it looks like it's here you Mm -hmm. don't want to do it here because if i make this we don't want the highlight to put be too close to my eye because then look that's what it would look like see how like the light makes the eyes look squished so it's like okay where do we put where does the light bounce off and it's like let's do here okay yep So do you see, and I think you might see it more with the highlight. You can see that. And so I can't, I don't want just a white light stripe right below my eye. So I'm gently buffing. Buffing. So it becomes more of an area. Uh Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah. Huh. And now it looks like my face is going in more. Hmm. Mm Hmm. Yes. And then the difference between bronzer or a blush would be you would put the blush, depending Remember, we were like, do you want it like round circular to right. be like younger or angular? You would place it right, you know, here if you um, on the apples of your cheek, if you were going for a more youthful look or down here. But see, again, that's not where my highlighter is, right? My highlighter okay. is on my cheekbone. Would, would it be? My blush is on my cheeks. Okay. And, but they kind of would go over some of the shadow, right? The blush. It would it, ideally. I think it would probably be in between your blush oh. or your your highlighter and your bronzer or your 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 um, contouring. Um, and then you, again, the bronzing would come in because again, we're using like a lighter, like ashier, like neutral looking color to create the contouring. So you would use the bronzer then to go and put the color back on your face. Oh, okay. And the bronzer, that's something completely different. Yeah. It's like, it, it, it's like, it tends to, they tend to be in like gold 
colors, gold uh-huh. hues. To make you look tan. Yeah. Tan. Warm. Like you have like you've had some sun. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. All right. Okay. So what should I should I try? Should I try? Yeah. Okay. So those so I am working with like the darker colors that you yes. were talking about earlier. Yes. So we'll see how this goes. Um so I should take this smaller brush, right? Mm-hmm. And I do the darker one. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to do the darker one. And I'm going to actually, I'm going to do this side. Or She's pointing she... to her left side. Now I'm trying to decide if the left side is the or, one she I wants know, I should do, do this side. Great. Do the right side. Yeah. Okay. So top so of the ear. look at your face. Yeah. Here. Uh-huh. And then I'm going to go. And then let's see here. I'm going to go. I have kind Kay of a- has the same amount of focus and precision as Doctor Strange and surgery. <laughs> <laughs> okay. By the way, I remember at one point in the okay. movie when it, like it, they hand him like a those like weird bent scissors. I, I wondered like if surgeons were watching and being like. That's not the tool you use, but like they used it because it was such an obvious like surgical tool, you know, that's great. Kay. Yeah. And I love that you're already naturally doing it. You're the 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 uh, the contouring is wider up at the top, closer to your ear. And it's thinner because, again, you have to think about how shadows go. It wouldn't be thicker here. Right. It would be at the bottom of your face. It would be thicker up here. Yeah. Okay. And you want to try buffing it? Going to buff. Yeah. Gentle. Gently buff. Pretend you're um, putting blush on the kitten's face. Pretend you're a Disney princess and playing with your pet kitten. I, I like I like your sand metaphor. That one kind helped of helped you visualize resonates. where it goes. Yeah. Oh, good, 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 good. Because it's like spreading sand around. Yeah. So it's like but again, evening. don't think about uh, spreading it up, right? Because you want it. You want to. You want to keep it where it's supposed to go, right? Okay. Yeah, I, I hear that. Okay. I think I still see the line, so I'm going to keep going. This is so good, Kay. Like, you know what the line is. Like, you're noticing things and yeah. course I mean, correcting. It Honestly, it takes uh, it takes repetition. Yeah, all of the, all this is is just practice. All right. Okay, I think I'm seeing it. I think there's still a bit of a line there. Uh-huh. There is a little bit, but do you see how, like, the line isn't as, like, harsh? Yeah, yeah. So I would just keep buffing keep until it's... Yeah. And so I'm, 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 I'm rubbing it, I'm debuffering it pretty lightly. Um, you can try a little firmer. Again, Kay, the buffing, okay. I can't tell because your face is away from camera. Mm-hmm. If the line is here, I hope it's not, like, all over your face it's buffing out that line uh, and still buffing <laughs> it's like buffing is like buffering buffing buffing, buffing yeah at 30 percent, buffing at 40 percent. buffering that's the word i was couldn't remember when i wanted to say a joke about someone freezing mm, yeah do you want to push put a little pressure on it more pressure, more pressure. Yeah, a little bit more pressure. This is great. And Kay's using her right, the right tools. Let's see. Which we don't know if Doctor Strange did. It's also interesting because 
they spell out doctor instead of using the abbreviated term. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I see. I see. It's definitely, it's weird because it's like, I created the line. Now I feel like I'm also trying to like make it disappear. Not trying to disappear, make it just disperse. Ooh, Ooh, very nice, Kay. Yeah. 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 So now do you see like with your cheeks? And also, I don't know if, I think we're just using this product today because we were a little short Mm -hmm. on time. Not too short on time. Well, I mean, we, this is what I had already. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it just might be the product too. Uh Uh-huh. But do you see now how your cheek now has some definition to it? Yeah, I will say from this angle, like it looks like I just have more shadow here. Uh huh. Well, I I almost feel like when I look at myself in the mirror here, I see it more defined than I do on here. Oh, so that might just be the lighting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you would have to buff it out a little bit more. Or more buff. <laughs> more yeah. <buffing. laughs> Still buffering. But I, again, Still I can't tell buffering. if the if it's just the product, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it is it is pretty dark. It is pretty dark yeah. comparatively to what you were using. Um, and so then in the future, let's say like you had like an emergency. Now, you know, like and you wanted to do contouring like that shadow would be too dark for mm-hmm. you, for your fa- your complexion. Mm-hmm. I don't even know why I got it <laughs> or it was probably something that was recommended to me. When I was looking yeah, for... Yeah, that looks kind of dark for you, too. Because you're and, much lighter. Yeah, especially paler. now, since I have... Yeah. I don't go outside. That looks great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, do you see now how that has a little bit of a shadow? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it's a weird thing of, like, I feel like if I didn't look at my face for a while and then looked at it, I would... Mm-hmm. It would look more natural. But since I knew I put the line... Since I knew I put the yeah. line there, I kind of... Yeah. It's like my brain is just like, no, 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 that's still a line, you know? Yeah. The only thing I would just keep in mind, too, is when you are drawing your lines, not to swoop it down because then uh, it'll create like a jowly effect, like a sagging effect. Do you see okay. how as I even like pretend draw? Yeah, you want again, it's about accentuating the cheekbone. So don't okay. bring the curve too low. OK, OK. Yeah. So make sure it's kind of a straight angle yeah versus a a swoop yeah yeah do you want to try the highlight yes let's do that you're doing great so doing the lighter color Mm -hmm. and then finding out where the lights the light hits your cheekbones i want to say it it's like here yeah and then try to um keep it in one place right so if we're, if we're following the shape of your cheekbone uh bring it up like that yeah is that so yeah enough? uh-huh and Do you, does it look back? like it's enough it looks like it's enough yeah uh, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna overdo it okay and then again, Kay, do you see how where you're placing the highlighter is higher up to your eye and that's not where your blush would go? Hopefully. Right, right, right. It would be down here. Where and, your, and, well, and now your that cheeks, I, yeah. Yeah, and now that I I drew the other line, I feel like I know I, I t- can figure out the space. Yeah. Like I have a recognition of what the space looks yeah. like. Yeah. Okay, okay. And then now buff. Uh-huh. Right? 
and buff and buff and buffering and buffering so when in what situations would you usually do this type of thing you know so i don't usually contour because it feels like a very heavy thing to do um it feels like a nighttime look to do because it mm-hmm. i think the contouring palette i was using was like much not much dark it was darker than this so like it just felt like a lot of makeup to wear for daytime or like would you wear it like on stage would you do a contour for like a stage um if it was a theatrical perf- performance it would really depend right because again you know if i have a really angular face that says something about my character then if I have mm-hmm. a very round face, right? So it would really depend. And I think the costume or, you know, I don't know for theater, it's been so long since I did theater and like theater with a budget. So I don't know if there's like a makeup <laughs> artist, you know, who helps with that. How does that look? Uh, it looks good. Like, yeah, I feel like it yeah. looks good. I feel yeah. like it's still kind of, let me look. No, you know what? When I look at it this way in my mirror, I can see the difference when I look versus my other side. Yeah. So that's how that's yeah. That's how I'm able to see the difference yeah. because it's so subtle. It's so subtle. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing about it's like make it so natural. Natural look. It's like there's 10,000 p- things on her face right now to make this look so natural. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 And again, um, this new method, I think I would try if I were to go maybe on like a brunch date. But I think we talked about this before, like because these are all new, even for me, it takes a lot longer than I expect because yeah. I'm so used to doing my regular makeup routine and I have that down and I can do that like in 10, 15 minutes. But for this newer stuff, it adds, you know, time. Um, yeah. So with this new technique, I think I would add it to like a brunch look because it's really easy it's light it doesn't feel heavy and i think that's what i also appreciate about james walsh's youtube everything is like i didn't realize how light you put on application and even with heavier makeup like like uh, nighttime looks the application is still very light but you build it up mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it definitely looks it yeah it definitely looks built yeah i i, I do yeah it's a weird thing of like, I feel like I, I see the difference when I'm able to l- look at it in contrast to the other side of mm-hmm. my face. And I think, huh. too, this is a good note in terms of like makeup. You can wear makeup and it doesn't feel cakey or heavy. I yeah. think that's also the maybe I don't know if you had that misconception. I also had that misconception. I mean, you know, I thought, you know, you if you contoured, you have to put a ton of makeup on. Right. And like this is a really natural way to. I mean, because one of the first things I pointed out when we started was like even like on foundation day it was like, wait, we put moisturizer and then we put primer <laughs> and then we put foundation and then uh-huh. and then, you know, and it's like. But I think on another episode, you said you didn't put on primer and you realized the foundation was moving, right? Right, right. So, um, yeah. I, oh, wow. This is interesting. This is, I'm surprised by how, um, how, sub- well, not how subtle it is, but how I can actually see it. I can think, see it even though it's so subtle. Do you think it's your eye has evolved over the course of the podcast? Or um, do you think it's just you being able to compare and contrast? Um, Maybe a little bit of both. Okay. I think also this, this, 
I think buffering, buffer, buffering, I think continue, continual, um, uh, demonstrations of buffering on the various types of face will help me because yeah. we started with buffering on eyes and that's such a small area yeah. like it was difficult for me to kind of like my get my mind grasp at it around mm-hmm. it but now that you're describing it and we're doing it on larger parts of the face I feel like it it uh I have a better grasp on like maybe we can just do a is. day where we do like a buffering thing um because maybe i'll just do it like on my hand and you can see the color buff out like we'll use like a really bright color so you can see the where the colors how it moves if i just like stroke it or if i you know circular or if i'm like lightly doing it maybe we'll do that and and you and the thing too is like i'm always kind of looking at things comparatively so like you know which helps yeah, and, and, and there's, like, like, you know, I was talking about, I've been watching, like, React videos of, like, you know, different people who shoot themselves reacting. And a lot of the female girl, the women who do it, like, they have really elaborate eyeshadow looks and that, like, they, they look so vibrant. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I wonder, like, how much buffering has gone into that and how much of it is just, like, the applied color. So, yeah, um, yeah so it'll be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, and this isn't even continue like learning of how our to do nose. That. Like you can buffer, you can contour your nose and make a, give yourself a completely different nose. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's when it, it starts getting to like you know, uh, like like actual like makeup in terms of like you know creating a a different face. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. I think that was a very helpful demonstration and successful. Yes, very successful. Here's my thematic theme. Here Um, we go. Just like, I think this is probably my shortest one. Okay. Just like how Doctor Strange explored the uh, multi, I already botched it. Uh, (laughs) The time dimension no no oh, oh um just like how dr strange explored the time space continuums and the multiple multi-dimensions we explored the dimensions on our face <laughs> true yes yes and my my theme is similar to that of just like uh dr strange uh expanded his understanding of how to see things and i feel like i have done that as well i I literally have look and looking at my face and like i can see the difference this subtle subtle difference now between one side versus the other side yeah we're hey we're we're the bip we're the bip BIPOC B- Dr. Strange's. Ah! Oh, we did it. And we, we, we with the precision like focus Kay had in applying. Definitely. <laughs> yes. In buffering, and yes. which is not and what I we're going to call it. I am the Christine Palmer to your Dr. Strange. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. We did it. Yay. All right. Well, then that go. We're going to go ahead and wrap things up then. Um, that's all the time we have for today. And so thanks for listening and or watching. If you'd like to reach out to us or find out more about Marvel Makeup, you can follow us on all social media at Marvel Makeup, or you can email us at marvelmakeup at gmail.com. Please rate and review and subscribe wherever you find our podcast. And please give us five stars so that our Asian mom stop thinking podcasting is code for not calling them back. We actually are podcasting. We're not avoiding your calls. So thanks, everyone. We'll catch you next time on Marvel and Makeup. Bye.
Marvel Makeup is hosted and produced by Quincy Cho and Kay Kanapu. Quincy is an actor-writer based in Los Angeles, California. Kay is a writer-performer for Filipino AF and an alum of the CBS Diversity Sketch Showcase. You can follow them on Twitter and Instagram at Quincy Dinosaur and at Kay Kanapu. The music for Marvel and Makeup was composed by Clarence Yap and our artwork was designed by Patty Lynn. You can find them on Instagram at Clarence underscore Yap and at PattyLynn.jpg. See our show notes for even more info. Marvel Makeup is also a member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a network of Asian American hosted podcasts. Please check out our fellow Potluck pods by going to the website, podcastpotluck.com. Kathy? Kim? Steve? Where have you been? We haven't seen you for seven years. Has it been that long? Uh Uh-huh. Oh. Uh, I was on a fishing boat. Training. It's part of the plan. What training? What plan? The the third season of the Korean Drama Podcast! Okay, we're doing this again? Okay, but there's no body switching in this one, right? No! The only thing we're switching is the fact that we're going to watch a good drama this time. From 2020, called Itaewon Class! A story about starting a restaurant and a dish that Koreans love called Revenge. I thought you were going to say kimchi jjigae. I thought you were going to say juke. Those two. Koreans love those two. Listen to the Korean Drama Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. Part of the Potluck Podcast Collective. Okay, gonna start the timer and gonna talk up the show like we're at a show and say, welcome to the stage, Quincy Cho! Welcome to Marvel Makeup, I'm Quincy. And I'm Kay, and this is a podcast where I teach Quincy a little bit about Marvel. Wait, time out, Kay, hold on. Can you hear that? Is Can you hear my AC unit? Not really, no. Okay. Sorry, I just realized it just did like a, it just did like a, and so I just wanted, I don't, I didn't know if you were getting the feedback, but if, because then we have a whole episode where you hear my AC unit running. I mean, I don't hear it now, but I usually put like a denoiser on things. So any like underlying hum will be filtered out. Okay, great. We can start over if we want. Starting over. This could be our post credit <laughs> okay yeah this is yeah, our yeah. post credit where yeah, we yeah, yeah. uh <laughs> uh fall started